Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of All-Star AD on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's All-Star AD, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, Florida Coaches Coalition, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are three great organizations that you should be a part of. So check out the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. Now, please don't fast forward. Stick around and hear our sponsorship shout-outs. They are all great products, and you should be using them. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. We've got a Sideline score table in our gym and it's just fantastic. We use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just excellent. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demonstration. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to get started. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets for not just athletic events, but also for dances, for school plays and concerts, even graduation. Hometown will show you how to scan the attendees, collect your revenue, and every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com for more information. The leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms. Snap Connect is their multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage will show you how to create an entire website. Snap Store allows you to order custom gear for everybody in your program. And of course, Snap Raise is the fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and you can too. They've actually helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. You can find out more by going to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your teams, for all the events, or to display your school's Hall of Fame, go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com and talk to John and Gretchen and the rest of their team. Uh, they're going to help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present, and help you honor those athletes in a way that really is one of a kind. Go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com for more information. That's VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to Huddle.com and see why Huddle is how the world sees sports. As a football coach, I used huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. And huddle has the tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes play at their highest level. 
They're going to provide a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users. Find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. That's Huddle.com. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media um, channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Go to Gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our code ADPOD10, and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom-branded content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thank you to Final Forms. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile um, communication. Uh, they've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys also lets you hear back from that squeaky wheel parent or student athlete that's really only about 2%, but it allows them to share a concern that you can end up addressing and keep it from turning into a big concern because you didn't know about it because you didn't have a survey. Athletic Surveys also gives you feedback from the 98% of your families that really love your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to share with your principal, your school board, or with that parent or student athlete that's complaining. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com and find out how they can help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of All-Star AD. This is our series featuring 10 great women athletic directors who are offering their views, their perspective on issues that we all face as athletic directors. Our guest, once again, is Lisa Montgomery. Lisa's a good friend. She's also a certified master athletic administrator. She's been on the podcast. She's the athletic director at West Orange High School in Winter Garden, Florida. Also very active in our state level as a member of our uh, board for the FIAAA. So, uh, Lisa, I know it's a crazy time, spring sports and all that, but what do you have for our listeners today on All-Star AD? How you doing, Jake? Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I want to talk about increasing multi-sports athletic participation. Um, I think we've kind of gotten away from it uh, with all the specialization, but of course, the reason why athletes or students participate in sports, you know, it's fun. They want to hang out with their friends. They ultimately want to improve their skill if they like the sport. Um, 
they're excited to compete and be a part of something, be a part of a team. Um, sometimes it's just to be physically fit and, and do something that they're good at. I know for me, um, when I started participating in sports, it was because I liked the sport and, and because I was probably good at it um, or found out that I was good at it. Um, plus it kept me in shape. Um, so, um, but I think some of the reasons that kids quit too is the overemphasis and maybe winning the overemphasis in being the best um, or just specifically a specific sport, the overemphasis of that specific sport and it being 12 months out of a year. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes it's the coaching and the way our coaches behavior is and maybe uh, <clears throat> just the overall philosophy of the coaching program uh, or the attitude of the coach. Um, and they're not having fun. And if they're not having fun, then why do you want to be out there? Um, sometimes too, I've, I've seen things like pressure from the coaches, pressure from the parents, especially. Um, and sometimes they kind of give, give their own selves pressure. Um, they put the pressure on themselves and it can be too much. Um, and then kids are burned out again. Now we have sports that kids are specializing in all year round and they're just burned out. And sometimes they get burned out um, early at the age of, you know, 11 or 12 before they even get into high school. And so they don't want to play sports anymore. I think that's a lot of times where we're losing a lot of, uh, a, a lot of our athletes at that age um, because they've played so much and the pressure of, of being the best and of, doing the best that you can do. And sometimes parents are putting pressures of you've got to get a scholarship um, at the age of nine and 10. Um, <laughs> and the, you know, the kids stop, the kids stop having fun. Um, so it's, it's that type of pressure too. Um, but so I, I wanted to kind of talk more about the multi-sport athlete and what you kind of get out of that um, being a multi-sport athlete. Um, you experience long-term success in my opinion uh, you also limit overuse injuries. Uh, my athletic trainer and I were talking some, maybe about a month ago, and we were, there was a, uh, some data that came out with the NBA and it was about single sport injuries versus, uh, or sorry, athletes who are just single sport athletes, um, and their injuries versus multi-sport athletes with injuries. And they found out, um, with this, again, this particular survey was with the NBA, there are 31 knee injuries. And with those 31 knee injuries, I think they had 25 fractures. And then opposed to the multi-sport athlete who only had five knee injuries and one fracture. Um, and this is that, that was that report. Um, I think overall there was 116 single sport injuries and only 10 multi-sport injuries. So what you also see with that is that it's building cross-training skills with the multi-sport multi athletes. Um, and you experience different roles. Um, you may not always be the best player, but you may learn in one sport how to be a better team player because you may not be that top athlete. Um, but again, coordination skills. And, you, and then you learn from multiple coaches. You know, everybody doesn't coach the same and their philosophies are different. Um, so I think you, you get a lot out of that, just hearing different coaches and the way they, they, express, uh, they express themselves and their coaching styles. Um, so I think you get a better overall athlete. Um, for me, I was a multi-sport athlete, and I think, I think 
thank goodness, because it probably made me better in, in other areas. I was probably better at track and field than I was any other sport, but I also played volleyball. I also played basketball. I ran track indoor and outdoor, um, and even played a little tennis as well. So, um, but I think all those things combined helped me be a better athlete, even in the track scene of, of where I was, you know, at the, probably at the top of my game. Um, and now you see in specializations, again, kids are peaking too early. They're peaking by when we've seen it. Um, especially I, I can tell you definitely in the track and field world, um, I've seen these phenom athletes at 10 and 11. I even have a, a relative who started that young. And by the time he got to high school, he, he had peaked so early. He was this great, great athlete, a track athlete when he was nine and 10. And then he got to high school and the rest of the, the rest of his age group caught up with him. Um, and then they developed more success. So, um, but that was the only sport he played. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes we find out too, that, you know, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were in one sport. And once we play another sport, we find out that we have some other skills that may be, that may be better or improved. Um, and then we have things, you know, when you specialize, you've got these joint elite clubs that, you know, you got these top coaches who will say, you know, you need to specialize completely in the sport all year round. And honestly, I've always told my coaches, and this has been my philosophy um, with track and field um, when I was coaching, I told them to play another sport. I always pushed another sport. I didn't want them to get burned out. Um, in the summer, they were like, coach, I really want to, I really want to go and, and, and do AAU club. And I said, no. And they were like, why aren't you telling me to, I said, do it if you want to, that's fine. I said, but to me, your body needs rest. Like go have fun with your friends, go on the beach, play some ultimate Frisbee or something, or just go ride a bike. I said, but that's, you know, that's that active rest. Um, and I'm a, I'm a heavy proponent on annual, annual plans and, um, macro cycles. And so I just feel like the body needs, needs some type of rest from, from that particular sport. Um, again, my opinion on the specialization and don't get me wrong. I think there needs to be some training involved. Yeah. And there needs to be some preseason training, but I think overall we, we, I think we can get a better overall athlete if they participated in sports, um, multiple sports. Um, so there's some data too, like 71% of men in D1 football players are all multi-sport athletes. Um, 87% of D1 female track athletes are multi-sport athletes and 91% are male athletes. Um, and in, in men's soccer for D1, 68% of men and 62% of women are, are actually multi-sport athletes. So, um, you know, the data, in my opinion, doesn't tell its tale. I think it, it shows that we need to put more emphasis on that. And I think we're kind of getting away from that, especially at the high school, the high school level, where there are coaches who think, you know, the kid needs to play, the athlete needs to play um, football all year round, and they've got these seven on sevens. And, um, or the soccer coach says, hey, you need to play club all year round. Um, and, and we get away from, you know, we think we kind of, or the coaches think they kind of own the kid and they should, that's all they should be doing. Um, but I think we need to get away from that and support one another, support each other's programs. Um, we've also had, you know, issues and I'm sure other people have had issues too, where the athlete wants to quit one sport and they started a fall sport and before their fall sport ended, because it's not their quote unquote, uh, sport they're, they're better at, um, winter sports come and now they want to quit the fall sport 
and go to winter sports. Um, I'm a proponent and it's in our student handbook. You have to finish the sport you started and you can't play that sport until that sport is over. And, and that doesn't, if they decide to quit, they still have to wait to participate in the next sport until that sport is over. And so our, our, our kids kind of understand that our coaches understand that. Um, and that's just more so, a, you know, a philosophy of mine that again, once you start something, you're going to finish it. And that also helps completely keep that team together. And, and that coach is honored that time um, when they're playing that sport. So, you know, why should we encourage, you know, the, again, playing multi-sports again, it improves the coordination, decreases the burnout, reduces those risk of injuries and, you know, um, improves the cross training. So it's gotta be a culture. Um, I think when you're talking about that, there can't be some coaches who are interested in specializing and some that aren't, it's gotta start with your culture and your athletic department. So it starts with the AD of telling the coaches, this is how we're going to, to uh, we're going to promote each other. We're going to prom promote each other's sport. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to wait and respect each other's time um, for that athlete, where that athlete has been with that coach. Um, and then the coaches need to kind of be a proponent too of supporting the athlete in other sports besides the sport that they coach. Um, I think when kids tend to see that, they're like, oh, he, he really cares that he or she really cares about me as a person because, and not just their sport um, and wants to support me even, even outside the, the sport that the coach, the coach coaches. Um, um, and, and that's in anything, in my opinion. Um, I, I go to the musicals and the plays and, right. you know what I mean? And I think, uh, I, of course, you know, being an AD, you go to all the sports, but sometimes when you're there on the things, the band, the band events, and you're there for the core, the choir rehearsals, um, I think, you know, kids tend to say, oh, she doesn't just care about me if I'm at a, a sporting event or an athletic event. Um, but um, I think the parents have to be supportive too. And I think a lot of times that's where it lies and the kid gets burned out as well, um, playing one sport. And, you know, the, the parent sometimes vicariously lives um, within their, within their, uh, their child. Um, and it has to be the kid's decision um, at, this, at this stage of the game, at the secondary stage of the game. Um, I think stressing that too at a parent meeting is, is vital. Um, and then that way the parents kind of understand where the coach and, and again, our athletic department is. Um, I've had um, three softball players who are pr primarily softball players and they play basketball. Um, I've also had four softball players that participate in weightlifting, girls weightlifting down here in Florida. Um, so again, we've, and, and then that's just to name a few. Um, I've had actually a cross country runner who also participated in swim. I had I actually had a boy that also did the same thing. Now those two are at the same time, which makes it right. even more difficult. Um, but our coaches came together and made it work for those kids. And those kids were able to participate in both sports. Um, so, um, and, and I'm not saying everybody can do it, but I think it was effective for them. And it also, again, helped each sport. Um, be more effective and, and that particular athlete be more effective in those sports. So, um, no, I, I, I think, um, overall that it, it's important and, and I hope we get back to, to pushing multi-sport athletes.
Yeah, you bring up a, I'm not going to say a pet peeve, a favorite subject of mine. Uh, and again, I'm much, much older than you, you know, back when I was in high school and, and college, you know, we multi-sports, that's what you did. You know, yeah. for me, I went from football to basketball, right into track. All my friends did baseball. I was the only track guy because I was not good at baseball. But um, also the coaches, uh, our head football coach was the JV basketball coach, and he also helped out in track. Uh, the head baseball coach was an assistant football coach. And so you, the, it was just the natural thing to do. Uh, there was no, I think when I graduated from college, so that was 1980, um, I came back that summer back home and I went down to the gym and there was this summer basketball thing going on. And back in the day, I knew when I was in high school, I knew I was going to be a, not just a college basketball player, but a pro basketball player. Cause I love basketball. Uh, and then uh, when I was a senior, nobody was recruiting uh, a six, two forward that had a limited uh, shooting range. Uh, but I had a, a number of opportunities for football and track, which is what I ended up doing in college because I had played those sports. If I had just said, Oh, I'm a basketball player. I love basketball. I wouldn't have had those other opportunities. So absolutely. Uh, and, I'll, I'll end with this. I'll, I'll end my speech. Uh, the research is very clear on the benefits of multi-sport participation on that favorite sport, because kids are always going to have a favorite. But if you do multi-sports, you're going to be better in your favorite. And also that research is very clear, as you shared, on the injury rate for single sport year-round participation. So it's um, it's not impossible because they do it, but it it's a nonsensical argument for a coach, a kid, a parent to say, well, I need to play year round. Uh, no, you don't. So uh, yeah. thanks for bringing this, um, shining some light on this uh, topic. And thanks for all you do. Sounds like with your coaches and your kids and your parents in encouraging and promoting multi-sport uh, participation. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you coming on All-Star AD. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, and listeners, you've got a great resource here in, in Lisa Montgomery. What's the best way they can get a hold of you? You can reach me at www.westorangeathletics.com, or you can go on our Instagram page at athletics. Lisa Montgomery, Certified Master Athletic Administrator at West Orange High School and FIAAA board member. Thanks so much for sharing with us this week on All-Star AD and all the best with your very busy spring sports schedule. Thank you, Jake. For listeners, uh, we do this every week and we upload the Zoom videos to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Come back again next time for more All-Star AD advice and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Before we go, we do want to give another shout out to our partners, the Florida Coaches Coalition, We Coach, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Three great organizations. You've heard me say it before, but it's true. You should be in touch with them. That's We Coach, Florida Coaches Coalition, and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. And now please stay with us one more time. We want to give a shout out to our sponsors very quickly. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. At my schools, we use surveys for just about everything, and you should too. Go to athleticsurveys.com 
and find out how they can help you connect with your student athletes, your parents, and any other group you want to survey. Sideline Interactive, one of the best purchases I ever made as an AD was the Sideline Interactive score table. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their score tables and video boards. I want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Science. The FIAAA's Hall of Fame is a Wall of Fame touchscreen console. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com to find out how you can get a video Hall of Fame or school record boards in your school. I want to say thank you to Final Forms. Uh, Final Forms can help you as an athletic director, your coaches, and your stakeholders. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake for more information. If you're looking for hands down the best fundraising platform, easiest to use, and most effective, go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. You're probably familiar with their video analytics, but there's so much more than that. Go to huddle.com. Find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. Hometownticketing.com is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Do I need to say anything more? Go to hometownticketing.com. See what they can do for you. And finally, Gipper. Uh, branding and marketing is where it's at. And if you're not utilizing that to promote your teams, your coaches, your school, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com. See what they can do for you and your school. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Thanks again for listening to this segment of All-Star AD on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.